Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for listening to the show as we celebrate all things creating and, of course, stories. And we are getting ready to tune our imaginations today. I can't wait to hear it your response to the story and I hope that you come and support our local theater groups it started this week I heard an interview with a Broadway producer it was about the production The White Chip one of the producers Annalie Ashford and she's uh, producing this show and with her husband uh, Joe Tapper who is starring in it and I really appreciated her comments. It was just something that I believe, and her passion for the theater came across clearly, and she said that art is the way we make sense of the world, and we make art to help us understand ourselves and understand the world, and I strongly believe that to be true, and I can't imagine a world without art. And so we can make sense of the world by, of course, you can do other things like read the newspaper or study history or talk with friends. But there's something about the intimacy of art that lets you interact with your senses and your heart and your imagination in a much deeper way. I was trying to think about how to you know, put this together. And the thing I came up with, it's like you get to process the art through your mind, you kind of get to take a pause and twist it and turn it and put the play with the ideas in your mind, mix them all up with your own memories and wisdoms, and then hold those new presentations of the world inside of you and carry them forward. You might not even know that your understanding the world has shifted, but art can have that effect on you. Art is richer than this two-dimensional exchange. And maybe I I sometimes think it's like 12 dimensions and we only have access to a few of them. Art and imagination mix to create something powerful. And it's a pathway that we're invited to enter to help us understand our shared humanity. I'm not sure that we even will understand all that art does for us and what the mind holds for us and our understanding of the world. It's because imagination is an amazing tool in life, and we do need to practice and partake in that art to hone these higher powers. In the interview, Annalie Ashford continued to discuss bringing a production to life, and she says, and this I loved because I think this might have been, um, I don't know how many times she's produced, or maybe she's just amazed every time she produces something and it actually happens, because she said, any time that we make art, it's sort of a miracle in itself, like getting theater to the stage. I just want to tell everybody out there, again, this is Annalie Ashford, go see theater. It doesn't matter if in New York, New York or Ohio, go see your local theater. Support art, support art. It's an art form that we need to just continue to support in every way. Go see a play, go see a play, go see a play. I just loved what she said and her enthusiasm came across and I wholeheartedly endorse this. There's something incredible about attending a live play and being immersed in the world of imagination with the actors, experiencing the action with the set, sounds, lights, and doing all of this with others in the audience. It's like a physical manifestation of our imagination before our eyes. And each performance of the play is The combined presentation of the actors, technicians, directors, playwrights, and audience members come to life, and it's a gift to the world. So I strongly believe that we have an amazing theater company in this community. I'm a big fan of the Purple Door Youth Theater, and I can't wait to introduce you to their newest production. Today in the Art Zany Radio Studio, I'm going to welcome from the Purple Door Youth Theater, the group. We have just a small representation of the entire group, uh, but I'm delighted that they're here from um, the production. The Hobbit is their new piece. Director Rachel Hyder, welcome to Art Zany Radio. Thank you so much. 
You made me all teary. Oh, yes, go see a play. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing to listen to her interview. I was just like cheering. It was perfect. I totally agree with everything <laughs> she said. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, also, technical director Joe Udelhaven is here. Hi, good morning. I, th- I think this might be your first visit to the show. Uh, I think it might be. Oh, and several yeah. other members of your family. That is correct. I think I'm going to have to get Krista in here. <laughs> I'll find her Absolutely. Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll keep working. I'll keep working. And also joining us are a couple of the technician, or one technician, um, Ella Welp. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. I'm glad to be here. Also, your first time on the air, right? Yes, it is. And I'm thrilled to have you. Thank you so much. And joining us, this is not your first time. Uh, no. Jack Wolf is here, and you have the role of Gandalf. Yes, I'm very excited. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm thrilled to be able to have you here. So, The Hobbit opens on February 23rd, and it runs, is that three weekends? Two weekends. Just two weekends. Okay. okay we, have, so, oh. we have leap year this year. So. Uh, <laughs> so we we have an extra Thursday performance. Okay. Oh, gosh. That's why it's going to be a tough ticket to get. So I'm telling you right now, if you're interested, visit the Northfield Arts Guild website, northfieldartsguild.org. And again, that runs Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays at 7, Sundays at 2. Um, and this is a really special presentation. And I, I was going to do a little summary of the story, but I think I'll leave that guys to you so you guys can share with us. People may know The Hobbit. They may not know The Hobbit. So let's um, start with some introductions and tell us about your, your world of imagination. Anything you want to share about your theater experiences or why you tried out for this production, what you love about the show, and maybe if you have a connection or a uh, love of the Hobbit, or it's new to you. I'd love to hear that part. So, who wants to check? Do you want to start? Yeah, uh, Thank I can you. Start. Um, yeah, I was counting earlier. I think this is my seventh Purple Door Youth Theater production, um, and I've just been acting since I was, I think, five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, The Hobbit. I read it first when I was nine years old. And I just fell in love immediately. I loved it so much. And so I was so excited when I heard that Purple Door was going to be doing this production. And so what do you think you fell in love with the story, the characters, the world? What was it? I love Tolkien's ability to build the world and just how much I got lost in the world and got to know all the characters so well. It was just really enjoyable. And so it's the prequel to The Lord of the Rings. People probably know that. That's a, another really popular piece. Go ahead. You were going to jump in. No? Okay, that was me imagining. <laughs> no, that's okay. I love it. Thank you for being here. Ella, tell us about, uh, you're um, going to be one of the tech folks, which we know is, is essential. And probably in a production like this, it's par- you know pretty intense with what, what you're doing. So tell us about your... Um, you wish to be in the show and uh, what you love about being on the techie side. So this is actually my first Purple Door show, but um, ever since I saw Newsies last year, I mm. really wanted to be a part of the Purple Door community and do a show with them. Um, I really enjoy being a techie. We get to work on so many fun projects which just really like enrich the show and make it come to life. Um, and you can just really see with every prop that is made you can see the show just coming together more and more mm-hmm. absolutely that is something that it's like magic right you get to create out of you know nothing you start with a blank everything and that's a really important part of making the experience for everybody come to life so i'm thrilled you're here rachel how did you pick to do the hobbit uh you know it's interesting because i am not a fantasy story type person in you know this this type of fantasy world anyway like um the older snow white and seven dwarves and those kinds of things um i've always enjoyed but uh the the middle earth it hasn't really been my genre um but the hobbit itself it was actually originally written for children and when i saw the peter jackson movies i was like Oh, I I just really felt like he had stolen something um, from children. And I wanted to regain that. <laughs> that's really interesting. And so that that's what motivated me to to do this show. Uh, so 
I did. <laughs> and, and this is an adaptation. We should tell people about it because that might be something that will be, you know, a little different take on it. Right. So so this adaptation actually was written many, many years ago, way long. Actually, when Tolkien was still alive, it's the only mm. only play adaptation that he officially signed his name off on. Um and it has some changes to it, obviously, like like any adaptation does. Obviously, you cannot fit a whole... I mean, it took Peter Jackson three films to, to try to fit the book into. Uh, and he added quite a bit of violence and, and uh, just really made it quite, quite dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so ours has a little bit of a different ending i would say but uh it's it really the the whole storyline is there and the characters people know the will characters be there. are there the, the every everything that is delightful about the story is there and we have taken it upon ourselves to toss in a few easter eggs for those who are diehard fans oh that's good of to the know Hobbit, which is very fun if they can find them. So if they if they do watch the play, who should they talk to to check off and see if they got they got it right? Talk to Rachel. Rachel or Joe. Okay, we, we have them down. Oh, that'll be fun for some people because it is a, a beloved story by many. Absolutely. And Joe, let's hear about you getting involved in the Purple Door Youth Theater. Yeah. The- so I think I can blame my son for this. So three <laughs> doesn't years surprise ago, me. He was in the Christmas Story, and he, you know, I think he made mention like oh, my dad could build this or something. And so then I got roped in and did that and fell in love with it. It's just fun to be able to build and create and design, but yet still make it safe, but yet functional. And then Mm. now the added challenge is to make it so kids can do it. So I'm basically not touching anything. They're all operating all the things and doing all of the stuff, which is really great. But it, you have to build build that into the process. And we'll talk to more about that when we get into the puppets we talk about. But uh, And then I did Newsies last year, which was fun. And that was a really big build, like more construction. Um, and then now it's, it's The Hobbit. And so I actually very clearly remember doing... Um, Newsies, and I was standing there, and it was during Tech Week, and we were, and I was just kind of there and taking it all in and seeing everything. And all of a sudden, Rachel came right behind me and kind of got in my ear a little bit, and she goes, "You ever build a dragon?" <laughs> and it like totally planted the seed, totally was like ruined me. I, I thought about it and thought about it for a year, like the whole time, thinking about how we're going to do this, how can we make it work? And so, um, she has a tendency. To do that a little bit. And I think theater does that too a little bit. To be able to draw people out. To get get their imagination going. And I feel like now, especially this day and age, people just need a little bit of help to get to that point where they can... Oh yeah, it is okay. I can get out of my comfort zone a little bit. I can come and see a show. I can maybe imagine a little bit more and so um it's just fun to be a part of that part of the process yeah and one of the things that you mentioned was that you know this is a student production that students are involved in every aspect anything you can think of in the theater and maybe i'll start with jack because you've been in a number of purple door youth theater productions so how does it feel you know going from being you know one of the younger students to now probably uh one of the i guess i don't know what what great what year are you i'm a junior junior so you still have one more year so you um but how does that feel and what are your observations about that experience now that you've had so many of them i don't know it's a crazy fun experience, which is why I keep coming back every year. Um, but yeah, I, every year I feel like I notice more and more of just like how much students are doing, but also how much the adults are putting in behind the scenes. Um, I don't know. It's just super fun getting to work with everyone and getting to have my own input into the shows I'm in, Mm -hmm. um, which a lot of other theater productions don't offer. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and it does it could, because it it harnesses everybody's energies and everybody's capabilities. And um, how, I guess I should ask, how many are on the tech crew, Ella? I think there's about fifteen of us. There might be thirteen now. I think some people have um, 
left due to some conflicts. Sure. And so that's a big group, but you have a big job. Tell me about some of the things that you've worked on to make this production happen. Yes, there's a lot of things. (laughs) The show is very tech heavy. So we have a lot of puppets. Um, so in this adaptation, there are three trolls, and we are using these things called backpack puppets, mm. which the actors will put the puppet on like a backpack, and it'll kind of tower over them, and the head will be above their head, and they've got shoulders, and um, we put like hair on them, and they have little costumes. It's very cool. And so you had to build those all from scratch. They are not something that came with the production. <laughs> yes, we had to build them out of... <laughs> chicken wire Mm. and newspaper paper mache um we use pvc pipe for some of like the like skeleton of it um it's very raw materials that we had to work with and put together to make these i think that's probably my favorite part of the purple door and that was from the the beginning rachel that was what, what the vision was for this we were talking that this is the 14th production of purple door youth theater and that was that was the goal, right? Absolutely. Uh, theater is not just acting. <laughs> <laughs> theater is is a very uh, collaborative. Uh, it, it, it's it's its own world, and everything is important. Every single aspect uh, relies on every other aspect, and uh, there uh, there are folks that really want to be involved and have incredible skills that we don't necessarily see uh, on display or, or we, we do see it on display, but, but it's not, (laughs) it's not walking and talking. (laughs) And um, so those skills need to be taught. And, and even for those who are acting, it's fantastic for them to be involved in learning those tech skills also so that they realize or even seeing that those tech skills are happening by their peers so that that whole experience it helps them to appreciate what is what is happening around them. I know. I think when I go to the theater and sometimes you see the way that all the pieces work and the, you know, when you get to get the um, mood set and the lights right and the, you know, the, the colors and everything, all the choices that are made to bring something to life. It really is uh, just phenomenal to appreciate that aspect of theater as mm-hmm. well. I bet Joe has something to say about yeah, this. Yeah, I'd like to, to hear God. from Joe about that. <laughs> I feel like I could talk about puppets all day. Uh-huh. Well, okay, we'll give you a few minutes. All right, a few minutes. Cut, just cut me off. Paula, just cut me off. So, um, so was that the original plan, or was that something, when did that come into play that you thought puppets might make the, and, and we should describe what this is, because it's not like a little sock puppet we're yeah. talking about. Um, well, I think the idea is, you know, it's really about catching the vision, right, and understanding how we're doing. And I think because we're in a fantasy world, right? There are yeah. trolls, there are dragons, and how do we make, again, I always tell the techies, we get to bring the story to life, right? Actors get to tell the story, we get to bring it to life, we get to, when you see a treasure and you see the treasure trove and all that, it, it just brings everything together. Uh, we've never done puppets before, so mm-hmm. I, I reached out um, to our, our friends, other people that have always done it, right? So anytime you think about it, um, you, you reach out, you figure out, hey, with the puppets, have you done this? Have you built that? And I just started engineering and thinking about how would we make this work? You got to make it light enough, but yet structurally enough to be able to um, make it work. And um, the kids did an amazing, amazing job. My, my favorite thing is when they get the aha. Like, they're like, seriously, Joe, why are we doing this? What? I pulled out chicken wire the first day. They were like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we're getting chickens. Just kidding. No, we're not. We're not getting chickens. Um and it just com- kept coming together. And then I always keep them involved in kind of the creative process. I mean, obviously, I have a plan of kind of what we want to do or what the end goal. Um, but they get to deny- design all the noses. They get to design the different, you know, all the different aspects of how to how to do that. Um, and it's just really fun to see them get it and and then function with it. Right. So then it's the piece where you have actors now they need to interact with this piece um and um and yeah it's just a lot of fun the dragon is a yeah i do want to hear dragon so this dragon's 
<sighs> it's kind of my baby. Uh, anyway, um, it's funny. I think you even have a picture of me being like eaten by this dragon. So it is a three foot by three foot by six foot dragon. Um, the necks are hula hoops. The neck. So oh, so that's hoops. a large and so when he goes up, he's about 12 feet high. Woo! Uh, he's made out of PVC pipe skeleton, cardboard, and then fabric over the top. Um, we do have some dragon fire. We do have some dragon breath. Of course, those are just lights and a little bit of haze. Yeah, no, um, no fire dangers. No fire, no fire dangers. <laughs> I'm a safety guy, safety first. So making sure there's no, no hazards that way. And then we made it on a pulley system, so it'll actually can come all the way out on the stage and do all sorts of things. And so that we can make a move, we can go up and down, mm. we can we really make him come to life. But he is definitely large. Smaug is definitely large so it's fun to to be able to see that we have four techies that are operating him we've got an up and down we've got an out we've got all sorts of things um ella gets to be the the smoke and the fire and the, they're all working together i'll get them gloves uh, it was funny i went into menards the other day and said okay i need gloves for kids and they're like i'm like well not, the, not like that it's a children's theater right that i'm putting them to work but um we got them all gloves <laughs> <laughs> it was an awkward conversation but we, we we i covered pretty well i think um, anyway, so we, we got them all set up and they're working as a team and we're actually were able to get the dragon out and ready to go in under a minute last night, which we were pretty happy about because it's lights down and then we, we have a lot to do to get the, the dragon to come out. But, yeah, that's another part of yeah. it's like the choreography of mm -hmm. tech is, is a big part. I'm really fascinated to see this. <laughs> I, I, I'm so excited, folks. We're talking about the Purple Door Youth Theater production of The Hobbit, which opens... Uh, let's see, today I've lost track of February. It's already flying by. How many more days of rehearsal do you have? Uh, a week. So, uh, that, yeah, I knew you'd know that. <laughs> and so that opens on the 23rd and then runs through the March 3rd. Tickets at northfieldartskill.org. And those you can get online. I wouldn't wait to go go to the day of the theater production you want to get those ahead you can also come downtown to the arts guild um, on division street and they'll help you out as well jack tell us about the acting crew how many are in that and um some of the the characters and i i, I hope you can tell us just a little bit about what your character gandalf uh and how we're going to be able to um you bringing that to life because that's part of it too you um embodying that that character yeah, I think there's around 30 actors. That is a large yeah. production. Ish. No, it's... And age, ra age ranging age from... Age ranging from, I think, second or third grade up till 12th grade. Mm -hmm. So it's... you get I get to work with all the different people <laughs> from all the different places. It's super fun. Um, yeah, I play Gandalf, who is a wandering wizard who just comes to give people... Uh, adventures to do for fun mm -hmm. <laughs> and i don't know also to save middle earth from a dragon <laughs> just, that little thing <laughs> just that little thing yeah, just, right. <laughs> um but yeah i have a big wizard staff that has some very cool light effects that i'm very excited for everyone to get to see uh joe made that work really well um but and yeah. and is there i, I understand there might what? be like a lot of hair yeah, it's so much hair <laughs> it's yeah huge beard huge wig it's very classic gandalf look um yeah and giant gray robes it's a very classic gandalf look that i'm very excited to get to wear have it's you had fun. been able to try it on i have we did a photo shoot for, yeah and so tell me what I, I love that moment for uh an actor to be able to step into you know, that moment, you know, you're rehearsing, learning lines and, you know, uh, places on the stage and some of those things. But then you get to be in the costume. And I imagine this one was pretty special. Yeah, it was a really amazing experience. Like, like you just like I've been able to act the character, but the costume kind of helps you to feel like the character as well. And I'm really excited for Tech Week, which is starting on Sunday because everyone's going to be in costume and like you're really going to get to see what middle earth looks like for the first time 
Ooh, that's very, very exciting. Yeah, I think we're all excited to see what's mm-hmm. what's developing. And so th- how do you coordinate all of this, Rachel, when you have <laughs> we, I mean, we've talked about the, you know, the fun, exciting aspect, but then somebody's got to have the, the vision to make it all happen on the schedule you need to. <laughs> and every year does it, uh, you know, like the miracle she talked about in her quote of it actually coming to the stage. Do you feel that every year? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I just want to take a moment to give a huge shout out to Kate Stewart. Our oh, customer. she is amazing. Uh, oh, Kate. <laughs> she, she's, she's incredible. And I mean, we have, we have, we are, we are very blessed in this town with fabulous customers all around. Uh, but Kate is having a, the time of her life with this show because it's all fantasy. It's and and I keep saying throughout this show, this is Middle Earth. This is the Third Age. Who are we to say that this didn't happen <laughs> or that it didn't look like this? Or you know, sure, right? Uh, so it's it's super fun, and we have goblins, and we have dwarves, and we have all all these creatures that that literally like there is. There is not a human being in our production. <laughs> so oh, I didn't think about that. You're right. right. There, there is not. Uh, so, yeah. So that's that's really fun. And we have tried to stick closer to the book than to the movies. Um, and when whenever we are in question of something, we like a, a color palette or something like that, we always try to go back to the book best that we can and uh anyway kate has just really i think she's she's outdoing herself again uh having lots of fun with that so yes i think that this week will really uh just make our show jump i I was just just had this thought so i was thinking because the the producer i was talking about was doing some things on broadway but do they have like tonys for community theater I, I feel like some of those things should be recognized. Those are amazing. Well, there is for regional There theater, is, okay. So, like, on the Guthrie level. Oh, the bigger theaters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I, I want to celebrate all these people who are doing <laughs> all these amazing things to make things happen. Because I just think that, you know, it's it takes a lot. And it's a really um, amazing feat to pull it all together. Joe, you look like you were in a joke. Yeah, just come to our show, and that'll, okay. <laughs> that'll, that'll celebrate us very well. That, that's that's yeah. the, the acting and the uh, techies get the applause, and that's important. Yeah, what I will say is Rachel's very organized, so we all get emails. We let you know everybody knows the schedule, kind of knows where we're at, and you know how how we're working. I will say there there's not clear lines as far as responsibilities go, right? So with, when you mentioned Rachel and, or Kate. You know, there's trolls that need to have costumes on them, but yet there's there's hair that has to be on them. And so what am I doing with my group and what is she doing? And so there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of working together. And Kate is so good about that. And so is all of our team to be able to figure out, okay, this is w- how we need to do that. Let's work together and, and figure out how, how we're going to do that. Um, yeah, and, and she has great ideas and we all kind of figure, oh, let's do that. And like the hair on the trolls are, it's rope. It's rope that we've made like hair so and that was one of our ideas which is really really fun to see i i um, love that that you can yeah you get to imagine it and then everybody gets to sort of play with the ideas and come up with something that you all say that's the one that's what we're gonna do mm-hmm. i was thinking for ella what are some one of the great things about purple door youth theater is the skills that you get to learn and the new things that you get to try uh what what are some of the things that you've done that you never imagined you would be doing or one of the um, things that you've been able to, um, you know, learn through this process. I've gotten to learn and try a lot of things. Previously, at in other shows, it's mostly just been like we haven't really had to make very many props. We just had to figure out where they went and how set changes worked. Mm-hmm. But this show, we've had to make almost every single prop and come up with ideas and how how do we make this? And I must say, I never thought I would be making mutton out of chicken wire <laughs> that swords go in. Oh. Um, okay, I'm trying to visualize. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the trolls will like carry it out on stage and there's swords in the mutton. Oh. And everything's made out of chicken wire. Joe really likes chicken wire. <laughs> Life and durable. 
I also yes. never thought I'd be a part of making a 12-foot-tall dragon out of hula hoops. Yeah, when he said that, what were you thinking? <laughs> There's a lot of trust the process. Um, <laughs> it's It all works out. It, everything looks good. Everything's amazing. Um and there's, it's, we've made them in very unique ways that I never thought I would get to try or get to make, um, because I just never would have thought of them. Um, and I've just, I've also got to work on, you know, team building skills and working with others, time management. Um, there's really great skills that I've learned with Purple Door. Yes, that's exactly what I think. It's amazing what you can can get from being a part of this experience. And I just realized we've been talking for a while now, and we didn't actually share with listeners who maybe there's someone out there who's like, The Hobbit? What's that? (laughs) So uh, maybe, Jack, since you're a fan of the the book, you want to tell us a little about the, you know, people... Like there are there are references in our culture, but there's actually a story behind it. So tell us, you mentioned that you're the, the wizard that kind of helps people... It will save the world. <laughs> but more than that, tell us. Yeah. Um, Gandalf shows up on the doorstep of Bilbo Baggins, who is a hobbit, just a very little creature, humanoid, um, and asks him if he wants to go on an adventure. Um, and he invites dwarves to go with and... They travel from Bag End, Bilbo's house, down all the way to the Lonely Mountain where Smaug the dragon lives, and there are antics that go on along the way, which, if you're unfamiliar, you'll have to find out when you come to see our show. (laughs) There might Uh, be some dangers along the path. (laughs) Yeah, they encounter lots of issues and need to overcome struggles, just like we all do. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's a very brief synopsis. But. That that works. I think that's what that gets people excited about being in, you know, coming to see this come to life. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things is just showing that you don't have to be the most popular. You don't have to be the best at anything. You can be a hobbit, just willing to go on an adventure, right? You can be the everyday person, just maybe stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Because he starts out very comfortable in his little hobbit hole, mm-hmm. right, with everything, all of his foods. He has all of his all of his things, and then. Yeah, and he gets tickled just a little bit and saying, well, but you're from a bloodline of adventurers. Like, what happened to you? And then it just explodes from there. And I just think it's a really great message to think that anybody can be the hero. Any one of us can step up and do the right thing when it's the right time and when it's needed. And that, I think that's a really, really big message that, that we try to do. And that, um, yeah, a lot of different themes. Oh, I, I love that. I think that's a really important thing for us to hear. Yep, and um, I, in I, <laughs> in my director's notes, I I talk about you know that it teaches us to be a friend, to expand your horizons, to keep your promises, to avoid greediness, to practice empathy, to take on challenges, and I loved uh, during rehearsal just recently we were talking about um, should so Thorin Oakenshield is the king of the dwarves he's their leader and there's a moment where he is uh really showing greed and i was kind of looking at some blocking and i was saying you know should shouldn't he be on this shouldn't he be on the other side of the stage with with the dwarves rather than over here with the elves and and it's we we started discussing it and it it sort of turned into like you know it wasn't really an argument but but just I'll just say a argument, debate just we'll a say. debate right like and like and the dwarves were like well no we're mad at him we don't want him over here and 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 I was like awesome like I was so excited that they were really engaged and really thinking about their characters and and such like that. they had so, embodied the whole right, idea of right. being in that world right right and and like no if somebody's being greedy I don't, I'm not too cool with that <laughs> you know so yeah it's it there are huge messages in a in a very simple story which is why this story has been so popular for so long and will always have a life yeah i think that's interesting because it's it always astounds me at the stories that stay with us and makes you feel connected to that past that obviously these were human 
experiences or, or uh, ways of, of connecting us because the story has resonance even beyond, you know, it's, those are the ones that survive, that, that have that sort of something that picks up on something in the world. And I, I learned this morning that this play was originally going to be done or thought to be done during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we've all been through that time. And what a perfect time to bring that story out because of the way it starts of, you know, um, being holed up in your little comfort zone um, of a world. So I, have you had conversations about how this resonates or, or, or are the kids resonating with that? And I guess from your perspective, I'll talk to you first and then we'll go and hear from the... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We haven't specifically talked about that, but it's interesting because the the when when you asked me that earlier i was thinking about what actually happened during that time so we were supposed to do the hobbit in 2020 obviously that got scrapped um and during that time i like everyone else was holed up and i was like oh dear what <laughs> you know life blah 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 and then once in a while, you know, I'd pop out and go to the grocery store and I'd see one of my Purple Door kids and I'd see just this sad look on their face. And and, and I, I could feel these the same energy coming out of them that was that was in me that was like, I got to do I got to find a way to do theater. Mm. And as much as I had been resisting doing a Zoom production, it was seeing those kids. I was like, OK. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to figure out a way to do this. And I ended up doing two Purple Door Zoom productions. And they were super fun. We yeah. had a blast. And it's yeah, like, yeah, so it's I, like guess, take... I guess I was a little Bilbo and I was I had a little bit of Hobbit <laughs> in me at the time, not even reala- realizing it until right now. <laughs> and, and a lot of that is just, okay, so now this is my constraint. And what do I do with that constraint to make it come to life? And mm-hmm. that happens in every production, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'd be curious if there's you know, anything that you're thinking now that you're embodying these characters and being a part of creating the world. Um, what, are, what, are, what are the um, lessons or things that you're thinking about from, from the play? Jack, I'll, I'll ask you. Because you, it's different than reading it, right? To, to be in it. Yeah, it's a very different experience. Um, yeah, I have a similar experience to Rachel of kind of like after the pandemic happened, I had, I took like a two and a half year break from theater during that time because there just weren't opportunities. And yeah, and I during like the end of ninth grade, I decided that I should like step out of my comfort zone again and go back into theater. And I was kind of a crazy time, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm really glad I did it and but what yeah. is the story what now that you're embodying the story what are the things that you're picking up on that maybe by reading it you didn't pick up on um I think the theme of greed in the show like I had somewhat noticed it but really like seeing people like embody that and somewhat embodying it myself has been like it's like a really prevalent theme that I just felt like it was more of a side theme when reading it but being in the show it feels really upfront. Mm, that's a, yeah, that's a cer- certainly something that it's better to play that than to yeah. be that. <laughs> for sure. How about for you, Ellen? It was um I know you mentioned earlier when we were visiting that um you you had had to watch the movies. <laughs> oh yes, my and, mom forced me to watch all <laughs> Nine hours of The Hobbit. <laughs> someday, someday you might appreciate it. <laughs> I would appreciate it. It was it was good. It was just very long. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had read the book instead, I think. Um, but I think the show is really different from both of those. It, it follows the book more closely than the movies, but it's really its own thing and its own... Um, sort of it's it's not telling its own story it is the story of the books and the movies but mm-hmm. it tells it in its own way um it tells it very well i think um the actors are amazing and from what i've seen them do they embody the characters very well and i think our um sets and props um get you really immersed in the landscape and the scenes yeah and let's talk about some of those constraints joe for you on the tech side 
that uh, Arts Guild Theater is... No constraints. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. It's not a huge stage. It, it's, no. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that that it had to be one of the, the biggest challenges for you. Is that true? Yeah, I, I say for sure. Um, there's there's outside Bilbo's house. There's inside his house that we have to do. So we have to figure all all those things. There's what two two different forests, right? There's mountains. There's outside of the mountain. There's inside of the mountain. I mean, you think about all. Yeah, these, they're on a journey, right? They're so on a journey, <laughs> and they're moving, and the two different forests. One's kind of creepy. One's kind of not, and it's just they're very different. Um, but I have to say, Rachel had the idea when you know. This is how we're going to do this. This is how Bilbo's Star is going to be. And this, and we're going to rotate things around and do different things and have all these different flats and things and rocks on one side, trees on another, and like be able to just really utilize our space. Um, I built things to... You can't just build it to be on the stage. It actually has to move backstage too. And so then there's... you know. I, Still don't know how I made Gollum's playground to fit. It barely fits in, <laughs> in and out, but it does fit. Um, and then the direct, you know, we actually, you know, there's other things. We just get very creative where with what we have and the space that we use. I'd say we're using every ounce of it. Um, the other really neat thing is, is, you know, theater in general. So Sweet Charity was before us mm-hmm. and we were able to utilize most if not all of the set that they had and so we were able to adapt that i added we added a terrace um we fixed the doors so they would actually slide open so we have the dragon will kind of creep out sorry secrets given away but um (laughs) the dragon's in there somewhere in the mountain um and so we're able to use that and adapt that and then even the show after us we've had conversations with people that hey there's just some things they want to use and utilize and so you know really working together working you know as a team which is really fun but it's a bigger team so it's not just us there it's just it's the theater in general and working you know with people yeah i was thinking about that that that's that's probably what makes the the local theater so uh, amazing is it's not like this group of props gets you know the truck drives up and there you go here's your show and you just have to insert voices and there you know you've you've got every show gets to be it's like it's a new experience wherever it is and that is so so when you're going to the local theater you're seeing something that's not been done before ever and the sad thing when you said sweet charity which i i love that production it won't be back ever that way you, you know it's it's a fleeting thing um and so that's why you've got to go and support this so that that more of those great opportunities can be uh, experienced by people and it's just it's an incredible feeling and the, the kids have put in so much work i mean they go to school yeah they have they jobs like school here, <laughs> right and so then the actors get to act and then the techies come from six to eight monday through thursday and then every saturday from nine to eleven i mean the schedule has been rigorous it's because of there's things there's not just swords the swords have to glow and they also have to talk to you and they also have to fly around no, i'm just kidding not those other things but there's, there's lots of technical things that we need to do and we definitely used all of all of our time mm-hmm. uh, with that so it's just it's just really fun but the kids have really put in a ton of work um, I'm just very impressed. And I feel like each one of them is a little bit like Bilbo too, because they're, when you put up against adversity, do what do you do? Right. And they show up every day and they work hard. And then even though they're tired, even though they, you know, want to go and do other things, they're at the theater and their dedication is just unbelievable. Yeah. And that is uh, something that, that we have in this community, that that theater community uh, is just a, a wonderful thing. And there's a place for everybody. I think that um, maybe that's a message we want to get out there, too, that uh, this this is just one production. But then there are productions throughout the year that need people who can build things or imagine things or um, find props for things or, um, you know, do a costume or, or be a part of, of um, any, you know, all the things that are happening so and you and you don't even need to have experience we are so willing to train and to mm-hmm. just bring you into the fold if you have an interest we have a place for you yeah that's that's a great thing i i i believe that and so folks we're talking about the hobbit which opens at the northfield arts guild theater this is the purple door youth theater production which um has been 
created and uh, performed by all these great youth in our community. Um, they are they are the ones taking the lead, I think, in, in making this become the show that they want to envision. That's a great part of Purple Door Youth Theater. Um, there are a few uh, adults supervising. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we have really some incredible adults that we haven't even talked about that are involved. One person I would like to mention that I... Uh, just was so blessed to, to bring on is Andrea Mazzariello, <laughs> uh, who is a Carlton composition professor. And our script oh, has yes, some... yes, I know, Andrea. Our, yeah, <laughs> our script has some chanting in it. And when I saw that, I I was a little like, oh, I, I could just see it kind of be like... Da, 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 I just, I wasn't... I wasn't excited by it, and I I had met Andrea years ago, and I knew of his music, and and I just called him up on a whim and just said, "Hey," <laughs> <laughs> and he has been so gracious with his time and his energy, and he came in, and he actually again worked with the students to compose the music. So they definitely had a hand in what this music is. And yeah, so it's their music and it's in our show and I couldn't be more delighted. That's yeah, that's a great example of just the resources that you know you can have that uh, you never know until you, you ask or you um, somebody steps up and, and shows up. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder, I guess maybe I'll conclude with this question. I'm curious if after being a part of this world, would you ever want to live in the Hobbit world? Jack, I'll start. No, no. Oh, I was. I'm There's surprised. So oh, many evil creatures and spiders, and like, there's a dragon. I die instantly. <laughs> oh, that's a not. A, it's an unexpected response. I thought that I I love reading about it, and I love pretending to be there, but it would be terrifying to be there for real. <laughs> Oh, that does bring up, yeah, the question of, of some of those scary things. Um, so this this is a production for ages family friendly, oh, right? even though even though there's some of those things, it's not at all like uh, the dragon does have teeth. The dragon has teeth. <laughs> it doesn't bite though. Oh, okay. no. How about you, Ella? Have you, is this a world you maybe want to enter again? I agree with Jack. Oh, <laughs> so it's fun to play. Yeah, too many scary um, goblins and dragons, and I wouldn't want to live there personally. But being there for the show, pretending is good. Yes, just I, pretending so, for two hours a night is enough. <laughs> so, somehow, I think I'm, I'm guessing Joe. You might. Do you? I mean, you might say yes. Am I? Am I? Well, I, I happen to know the dragon on a very personal level, <laughs> so I think he's okay. You could um, manage him. I don't know. I, maybe it's just this time of year and we just got our first no, but I think it'd be really fun to live in the Shire, which is really green and all of that. Like, not not in the other parts, but with the spring and the, the grass and the green, I think it would actually be pretty fun and maybe a little quiet in, in the Hobbit Hole. But, but yeah. you're right. There are a lot of scary things, but... But, but that's yeah. But that's I think that's um, what I love about that. It's it's the um, scary, scary things can be all kinds of things, and this is like an embodiment of one of those adventures, right? That you um, might face, but you can take that and see that on the, the stage and think, well, that for somebody else that might be a different thing. Maybe it's speaking in public, or maybe it's um, you know just uh, giving. Um, you know, giving time to a volunteer or and there's all kinds of different ways that life is, is presents us with those opportunities. And that's, I think we should go back to what we said earlier about this show, kind of uh, letting us all be the hero, no matter how small the act, which really that's going to stick with me. Um, yeah. And we try not to make them too scary, but the goal is that they are going to have some shock and awe. So we've had some kids that will like the younger siblings come in and they're always big wide eyes and they're looking to see and they might get a glimpse of the dragon. We've actually had to close the door now so parents can't oh, see. So don't see, reveal too much. Reveal too much. We got to kind of hide it a little bit. But I think just the, the point of like 
wow, this is really happening and this is really cool. Um, well, and I think too that like kids are the stories that you read to your kids when you know as a parent, a lot of them have all of these these things mm-hmm. in it, and like they're able to handle it much better sometimes than, than we are. So it's an interesting thing to think about. Like I think more adults need to go back into that world than um, you know not than saying well I'm done with that I, I don't know just a, a random thought I'm thinking about because I, I loved reading those kinds of princess and dragon stories um, at when we were younger and this is another version of it there are fairy tale elements to it what have we missed uh, about the show or the production that we want to share make sure people know again those tickets are flying out the door so you gotta grab them super easy online northfieldartsguild.org right on the front page they have um, a, a link you can click or you can go to the theater page and look at the current season that's at, right at the top um, a way to just you know click and a few seconds you've got, you've got your tickets Right. And I also wanted to mention just for funsies tonight, there's a Tolkien trivia night uh, with Sebastian Lawler, who is our dramaturg, and also Mike Monsager. And they're encouraging folks to come in costume. Mm. It's it's tonight at six o'clock. It's the Shire round, which is the easier round. <laughs> and at seven o'clock, there's the tougher round which is of course called the mordor round ah. uh there will be prizes teams are allowed up to four people so tolkien trivia night it's at imminent brewing uh, but it's in conjunction with the northfield arts guild just for fun oh that sounds like a great way to, to let people know about your production but yes. also to get people together who have something in common right who right. love uh all things Tolkien. Tolkien. Yes, coming costume just for fun. I'm bringing the dragon. (laughs) You can't bring the dragon. I don't think the dragon travels that well. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of, I I shouldn't ask, but I'm curious what happens to the dragon after the show, but you probably don't know yet. So I'm thinking that 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 might be uh, immortalized in some way. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're going to have a lot of like people that want to take photos. Like All my techies feel like they want to get eaten by the dragon. I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, Ella, any insight? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of people want to take photos of the dragon. And then um, I don't really know what will happen with it because it's, it's much too big to store and keep. I don't. Yeah. I don't totally know what's going to happen with it. Probably go back to the mountain, I think. <laughs> yep. Well, and the, the neat thing about the theater is that he'll do, he'll be something else. Yeah. Um, so part of the dragon that we have now is actually part of Rachel's Christmas tree skirt that she had <laughs> many, many years ago, Red Felt. And so that is the beauty of it. And to people that have seen it, and they'll be like, oh, that was in Sweet Charity, or I saw this or saw that. We repurpose almost everything that we can find. Uh, Obviously, we have a budget and we work through it with that, but yet we get as creative as we can be by using what we have. And that really fits into being sustainable and not just going out and buying brand new, but actually just using uh, what we have and teaching the kids that we can actually make things out of chicken wire. I have had so much fun, and I'm really excited about this this production, and I can't wait. I'm going to go buy my tickets very, very soon, um, and I'll uh, I, I, I hope to see you at the theater. Folks, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for being here. I want to thank my guest today. Joining me to talk about The Hobbit to the Purple Door Youth Theater production, director Rachel Heider, technical director Joe Udelhoffen, technician Ella Welp, and Jack Wolf, who plays Gandalf, which is going to be fun to see on stage. <laughs> Good luck with Tech Week. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. You're welcome. Folks, this is Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Please remember to add some Art Zany to your life. And in the meantime, till next time, Enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. 
regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. 